Blog Talk Radio. Thank you. 
In the name of Amen, the Supreme, the All-Powerful, the one and only true Lord, and Amen, we trust, as the Republican mentalist, the real 144,000 is being gathered in this day and time, mentalists, the Amen race, the bright race. Good evening, I'm your host, the intellectual leader, Minkari. This is Mentalect Radio, and tonight we're going to be discussing from copper colored to colored to black people, our stages of decomposition our stages of fall into degeneracy in the society that was taken from us. This society called America was taken from our people. We were not brought to this society in chains. This society was taken from our people who were already here, and our people were put in chains in some areas, which became the slave trade. If you look back, you see our people have been so disconnected to the true identity of who they are. We've been so disconnected from the reality of who we are, and we have accepted someone's psychological um, form of gaslighting. I'll use their terminology back on them to tell us something or give us a false identity of who we are now, which is black people. We went from copper-colored people to copper-colored races, as described in the 1828 Merriam-Webster Dictionary, 1828 Merriam-Webster's Dictionary of the copper-colored races of people who were the natives to this land called America, who, where this name is now attached to European Caucasians. Okay? That's in the... um, Merriam-Webster's 1828 definition of what a Native American is. That's the true definition of a Native American, one who is indigenous to this land called America. And not just the United States of America, that's South America, North America, Central America, you know, Mexico, all of that. That's all of our peoples. Those islands, the Caribbean, all of that is our people. And now we are falsely, you know, being called black people. But like I said, let's look at the descent, how we felt, how we became these copper, these so-called black people. Like I said, when you look at our people, when you look at our people in their right state of mind, when you look at our people in, in, our, in, their, in your right state of mind, when people are looking at us, you see what you see. You don't see black-skinned people. Our skin is not black, and therefore we're not black people. But you got a whole bunch of people, millions of people who are under that black spell, that black form of programming, who are going around preaching this nonsense of our people being black. A whole group of people believe that they are black, even though you can clearly look at our skin and see that our skin is not black. They don't question why they're being called black, even though their skin is not black. They don't understand where that term came from and why it was attached and applied to our people and how our people fought like hell and resisted for a long time not to be labeled as black people. We refer to ourselves. Now, this is us. We refer to ourselves as sepia tone, copper, bronze people. You see, this is what we refer to ourselves as, as what we really are, the true identification of what we are visually. Our skin is bronze, copper colored, not brown. 
bronze, copper colored, right? Again, what did the Merriam-Webster's Dictionary say, and what did they obviously have to see in order to make that description of our people? Again, I'll read the American Dictionary, Merriam-Webster's American Dictionary, the 1828 definition of American. American, noun, a native of America, originally applied to the aboriginals or copper-colored races. Who are the copper-colored races? The co- or copper-colored races found here by the Europeans, Caucasians, but now applied to the descendants of the Europeans born in America, meaning white people. Who are these copper-colored races that they found here? This is not making a description of so-called Indians. This is not making a description of these mongoloid Indians that you would think they're talking about. Now, in the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, that if they're saying – if they're making – um, a description or they're, you know, making a description of the people that were here and they're saying these people are copper colored. This had to be what they saw or looking upon the skin of these people that were here. This is what had to come to mind when looking at the skin of these people that were here. Oh, these are copper colored people. These are copper colored people. Their skin is like copper. Their skin is brown, bronze looking, brown, sepia tone, brown, bronze, copperish colored people. This is what they upon looking at the skin of the inhabitants here. Again, this does not fit the so-called Indian. Why does it not say the American or Native American Indian? Why does it say copper-colored races, and why does it not say American Indian Indian uh, uh, Indian races of people? Why don't it say that? They was they was familiar with that term back in 1828 of Indian people. They were familiar with that terminology, Indian. Okay. So why didn't it say Native American Indian people that were here when it gave the definition of an American? Why didn't it say that? These people, you have never heard these people described as a copper-colored people. That's a lie. And you could put our skin clearly next to a copper penny and see what our skin really is, that copper, reddish, brown color. And if you so-called Asians, which is these so-called Indians, which is really Asians, if they got that tone, it came from us. Because as I told you before, these people came over here, these so-called Asians, crossed the Bering Straits and came over here, these uh, people who had yellowish to pale skin and mixed in with our people. And this is how they got that brown hue and that copper-colored tone to their skin, which comes from us. But we are the first and the original copper-colored races that were here because that's the color of our skin. It has not changed. We always had copper-colored skin, sepia skin, bronze skin, different from brown skin. And again, it didn't say brown skin people. It didn't say brown skin because, again, and, and what did they refer to the so-called Indians as? They referred to them as red skin people, red. Red and copper are two different things, okay? Red and copper are two different things. Copper is reddish brown. Brown. That's our skin color. You see the reddish and the brown with the tones of sepia in it that makes our skin come off and appear as bronze. Copper colored. You hold our skin next to the penny, you see our skin looks more like um, in that color range because you got the dark copper colored to the uh, uh, yellowish copper color. You got different forms of copper colored. Bronze colored. So they were making descriptions when they seen our people as copper, copper colored or copper skinned people. You see, of different hues. That's why I said copper colored races. Races 
really means different hues, different complexions. I'm using hue, you know, because I know hue means created, but I'm just using hue in this for, in this text and in, in this context, so you know what I mean. Different, which I'm basically saying different ranges in skin complexion. That's all I'm saying. Different ranges between skin complexion. They used to use terms like tawny, and uh, 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 I forget what other names they use. Tawny, you know. Uh, uh, um, uh, what's another name they used? Um, uh, uh, I think they used sepia, but they definitely used tawny. They used a lot of these names in the middle of English language in description of our people. But one of the terms that was not used was black. Black didn't come to later. Now, did you have real dark-skinned people, dark-skinned bronze people? Yeah, you did. But there was a bronze skin to tone to it. There was no black people. There was no black-skinned people. They were making reference to our people as the copper-colored races found here by the Europeans, the people that were living here, races, meaning, again, the different skin complexions, the different skin complexions. Because we had that back then. We had light-skinned to dark-skinned people here. We had those different complexions ranging in our genetic makeup. They want to lie to you and say we uh we originally came from a bunch of jet black Africans and we came over here and mixed with white people and so called Indians and this is how our skin got this color. That's a damn lie. That is a big lie. Huge lie. And a lot of you so called people that bought into this black nonsense, y'all believe that garbage. You actually believe we came over here as a bunch of dark black Africans that got mixed in with everybody and now that's why we look the way we look. That's a load of BS, man. Because again, you believe in the white man's out of Africa theory this whole out of Africa thing, and everybody was a bunch of black people swinging around in trees, what kind of madness he makes up. To today, were they still pushing this out of Africa theory? Because that's all the Pan-African foundation is based on, the white man's out of Africa theory, which we're going to get on that when we tell you, when we break down who the real, uh, um, who's the real founders and who really controls Pan-Africanism. You see, we're going to break that down thoroughly. Because, of, like I said, a lot of these people were pushing this black Pan-African garbage to us. Like I said, these people are not for the evolution, nor are they for the uh, extension of the growth of our people. They're here working against our people. Because every time you're teaching our people that they're black, there is a certain program that goes into that. There's a very extended program that goes into teaching our people that we are black people and that we came from one place in the world called Africa. And you really don't hear no accomplishment of our people as black people in Africa, you see. So you got people pushing that lie, that false narrative that we come from some Africa and that we black people. That terminology of black does not come from us. That comes from Caucasians. So if certain pan-African pro-black people are pushing this, we are black and we out of Africa, this, we out, this out of Africa theory of the so-called white man, the Jews to be specific. If they're pushing that, then guess what? Who, guess who they are agents of? Because you can't sit up here and pass yourself off as a so-called Pan-Africanist or one who knows the origin of your people, and you're uh, um, stepping over our history here in this society, a very long and extensive history. You're going to try and tie us back to 1500s and some damn slave ships somewhere when our people go back centuries upon centuries, over thousands of years in this country. Not just in what you call North America, South America, all over and up and down in what's being called the Americas. Our people go back as the copper-colored races. This is, what the, this is the description that they were making when they were talking about our people. 
They wasn't talking about no so-called Native American mongoloid-looking Chinese Indians with straight hair. They was talking about our people because all of that, everything that these so-called Asians, I'm not even going to Asian Indians. That's what I'm going to call them, Asian Indians, that they show you who they call the real Native Americans, these Asian Indian humans. Everything they show you about these people tells you that these people, you know, it leaves a big mystery as to where they get this uh, uh, this so-called culture from of wearing feathers in their hair, the women braiding their hair, you know, the certain dress and things like that. See, all that stuff is nothing but uh, um, offshoots of the Mayan and the Aztec uh, uh, um, uh, civilizations, which come from, which come from, and the Inca, which comes out of the Olmecs. Those, these are all so-called, uh, so-called black civilizations. These are all copper-colored races. This is all our people. We are the descendants of those people, which are the copper-colored races. We are the copper-colored races that are being described in that 1828 Merriam-Webster's Dictionary uh, uh, um, verse of what a real or original American is. That's our people who are falsely being called black today, who are falsely being called African-American today, who are falsely being called Negroes today. You see, the jig is up, man. The jig is up. It's time our people start waking up. You could clearly see, because ask yourself this question, because I said there had to be some sort of fall in the timeline. Ask yourself, how did we go from colored to black people? How did we go from colored to black people? How did that happen? How did we go from colored to black people? What were we, you know, Colored what? What, what? what did that? What did that mean? But then you know it started to make sense when I came across that uh, um, description that the so-called white man makes in the Merriam-Webster dictionary about the real Native Americans here, the real original Americans here. He goes copper-colored races. I said, hmm, copper-colored races. So if they're saying we were copper-colored people, the copper-colored people eventually became the copper-colored. The copper-colored eventually became the colored people. And they took the copper off. But see, we were still calling ourselves sepia, which is another term of bronze or brown. We were still referring to ourselves as sepia. We were still referring to ourselves as bronze. You go back, you'll see our people was referring to themselves that we didn't call ourselves black. That was a term that was forced on us by Caucasians. So, and like I said, all these people who still sitting up here who so-called pro-black, all these so-called pro-black, right, that's sitting up here talking about we black people and this, that, and the third. Ask these so-called pro-blacks, did that, that term black come from so-called black people? Did that come from us or did it come from someplace else? Did that terminology black come from us or did it come from somebody else? Did that, did that whole out of Africa theory come from us or did it come from somebody else? Now, if they're going to be honest and tell you the truth, all the so-called pan-Africanist pro-blacks going to have to say, well, you know, that did come from Caucasian people. They're the ones that said we all came from Africa and life started in Africa, and they was the ones that called us black people. Okay, so now if once you know that and we see the reality, forget what they told us, forget what they told us, forget the beliefs they tried to instill in our head, the false beliefs of us being black people, forget all that. Now that we can clearly see the spell is being broken, that our people, the program is being broken, that our people are not black people. We're not black-skinned, Negro, African-Americans. Now that that spell is being broken off of our people, now what? Now what? 
Now that you can clearly see our skin is not black, to get the whole, the, oh, that's just semantics, brother. No, it's not semantics, brother. No, it's not semantics, brother. It's reality, brother. Our skin is not black. So why are you still pushing that, and especially if it comes from the so-called white man, which has been proven? Why are you still pushing that fantasy? Why are you still pushing that lie that our skin is black and that we come from, uh, that we're some black race of people? What does that really mean? And why, and you can clearly see if you have any intelligence in your head, a brain in your head, that that's not who we are. Why do you keep pushing that fantasy, that lie to our people? Umar Johnson and all these other so-called pan-Africanists, why do you keep pushing this lie to our people? Why are you ignoring the whole thing in the description? Because Umar Johnson can't tell me, oh, I, well, uh, I didn't see that, brother, the description of this uh, 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 American. See, that, that copper-colored racist, brother, that ain't us. We black people. We from Africa. No, 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 nigga. No, no, nigga, no. No, nigga, no. We're not African and our skin is not black. You ain't going to pull a, 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 the Caucasian wool over our eyes, the white wool over our eyes. It's enough of that. It's enough of that garbage that's been happening. You see, now it's time for the great awakening of our people, man. And like I said, a lot of our people are being slow to wake up. So then now you see why they are activating a lot of these agents out here. They're activating a lot of these agents out here to keep pushing this whole black thing, keep pushing this whole reparations thing, keep pushing this black people begging white people for stuff, keep this whole black and white dynamic going. Because as I said before, you cannot have black without white and you cannot have white without black. So those are rotating and working off of each other. So now it comes time for our people to break that rotation. Break that rotation by dropping this whole black African-American Negro nonsense, which has nothing to do with this false identity from the so-called white man that his black agents out here, his Negro African boule agents out here want to keep going. This pan-African BS, you see. Because I got to look at you funny, Umar Johnson, because, and I'm going to just have to say it like this, man. Like I said, you, you make some good points, but I look at I got to look at the people who you sit up here and you, you who, who you want to name your school after. That right there tell me everything about you. You want to name your school after Frederick Douglass. Frederick Douglass was a mulatto who was the product of a white man and a so-called black woman, yet you claim you against interracial mixing. Not to, and then you talk about the boule that was started in Philadelphia. You from Philadelphia, Umar Johnson, and you are promoting a boule member as your family member. Because there's no way in hell you're going to tell me that uh, Frederick Douglass, a mulatto who was walking around uh, with a white woman on his arm back then, you're going to tell me he wasn't no boule. That he, they, they had no problem, no issue with him running around with a white woman. He going to all these places speaking. He's well paid and whatnot. So you got to ask yourself, here's a guy who's the product of a white man and a so-called black woman. And he's clearly been compromised because if he's allowed to run around like that back then with a, with a, with a, with a cave woman on his arm, that would that tell you? And he left his black wife, but yet Umar is sitting up here naming his academy, his school after somebody like this, uh, original Boule member. Obviously, he had to be because did he not say all the, all the mulatto niggas was the original Boule Negroes? But what, and wasn't Frederick Douglass a Boule Negro? If he was original mulatto walking around, they let him go around and have these speeches, make this money, making speeches and whatnot. So what'd that tell you? What'd that tell you? 
Then you got Marcus Garvey who was preaching this nonsense about us coming, going back to Africa, right? He come from Jamaica. He claimed to be Pan-African, right? So-called Pan-African, or that terminology didn't really come from him. But he claimed to be this Pan-African, yet Marcus Garvey never went to Africa. He didn't set up shop in Africa himself. He didn't, get, he didn't take on no African name. So how do you take somebody seriously who's telling us that we come from Africa when it's clear that our people are really here for in America? You just dis, you just going to discount, disregard our history here in this society, thousands of years here on this land. You just going to disregard that and tell us we belong someplace else. This is what Marcus Garvey did. He come from Jamaica. He couldn't get nothing happening for him in Jamaica with the whole so-called black movement because he was trying to start up over there. Then he came over here and started doing this and started pushing this back to Africa thing, which, again, is a theory that comes from the so-called white man. You see, France, Boa, I think I put these two white Caucasians' names, of France, Boa, and another guy. I'll, I'll get the information. These are the um, Caucasian Jews that came with this whole out of Africa and that black people are African nonsense, this whole black people nonsense. Again, that did not come from so no so called uh, um that did not come from our people. So anything that don't come from our people when describing our people, I'm not accepting from um anybody. I'm not accepting that. I could clearly see that my skin is not black. You're not gonna sit here and convince me because that's nothing but some that's nothing really when somebody trying to convince you of something, you wanna talk about gaslighting, to use that terminology, if you wanna use the white man's terminology of gaslighting, that is the biggest form of gaslighting, telling our people that they're black. That is a huge form of gaslighting. Did I not say that and break down? And the description of what they say gaslighting is, is that not the ultimate form of gaslighting, sitting up here telling our people, lying to our people, where you can visually see our skin is not black, telling our people our skin, their skin is black, that they come, that we black people, that we don't have no history here in this country, that those ancient peoples that was here, the Mesoamerican people, the ancient people that was here, that, oh, that they that they came from someplace else, that, that, no, we ain't connected to them. We came from Africa. The descendants of those people, oh, we don't know what happened to them. That's a whole history that's thrown in the toilet. Our history and connection to those pyramids, the first civilizations and societies in this country. No, they don't want you to know that you were the first people to set up the first civilizations and societies in this country before them and that they copied from us and then overthrew us. They came in as friends, like the white man do. They came in as friends, like he do in gentrify, when he gentrified your neighbor. I told you, it's always the same thing. They come in as friends. See, they don't come in uh, pick for guns. and the, No, 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 no. They come in as friends first. They come in as friends. They feeling out the people. They learn them the land. They bringing their people over here, you see, because they making a plan. They're about to take over your area. They're about to usurp you. I told you, colonization, gentrification is the same thing. Colonization, gentrification, it's all the same thing. All they did here in our country, known as America, that's all they did. But they know who the original people are here. They definitely know that. They definitely put it, They that's, that's in their dictionary forever. They didn't even bother to hide that. You know why they didn't even bother to hide that from our people? I see 704. I'm about to take your call. You know why they didn't even bother to hide that from our people? Because they know our people are so stupid now. They know that our people have been thoroughly programmed with this idea, this false notion that our skin is black and that we're black people and that we come from Africa and all that BS, that they don't. They felt like they didn't have to change that. They was like, oh, they, you come across, they ain't going to know us, we, that we're really talking about them. They'll probably think we're talking about these mongoloid Indians. Let me take a call. 
704. Hey, brother, you, you're on fire, so I'm not going to be long. I'm going to be brief. You're right on everything you're saying, but I think the black thing has a certain value that the reason, you know, them bringing that term in to, to call a people black, I think it has a value because it can help us to, um, what's the word? It, it help us to separate those of us that are stupid from the intelligent ones and the people who resonate with that black, it lets us know that they not they not a part of the intelligent people. If well, it resonate well, with well, yeah. If you want to say in that terminology, we said we becoming some. We we already done moved on to something else. We in the Republican mental, like we answer to bronze skin people, bronze bronze the um, bronze race, the bronze skin people. We don't answer the black. We don't answer to uh, Negro. We don't answer. Yeah, so let all the black people be black. Let people like Umar Johnson and all them people, uh, Tariq Nasheed, let all them people be black. Let them be black people. Mm-hmm. Let them be African-Americans, Negro. See, because that's what comes with being black, a certain mindset comes with being black, and that is a limited mindset. You see, I said this a long time ago. Upon listening to people like this, when you're hearing people like Umar Johnson and Tariq Nasheed, these people pushing, you know, uh, pushing this thing of white supremacy, white supremacy, white supremacy. After a while, if you listen closely, you know, people. If you listen to something long enough, people, if something start to sound like something else, and it start to say to you, if you're paying attention, are these people really speaking against so-called quote-unquote white supremacy, or are they? pushing this into your head and forcing this into your head as so-called quote-unquote black people as a barrier to tell us that you know we can't rise above white supremacy as black people that's what it starts to sound like to me i think you're right yeah i think you're right especially as i would especially say that with Tariq and jason black yeah and the guy jason black jason black and the black they're the same people man it's the same people Mm -hmm. same guy yeah, you know. So that's all I have, man. I was just, I was just saying. I think it may, it might be good to keep the black thing around, but not. But well, I'm not it, disagreeing it, with nothing you're saying tonight. I'm not yeah, disagreeing I, at I, all. I, that I, I, I have said that. I have said that. I said some of our people are black, unfortunately. Now the mass majority of our people are black, but the ones who are not black, who are still salvageable, who can, who can adhere to this. The true reality, the true identification of who we are as bronze-skinned people, that's who we out here for. That's who we coming for. We ain't interested in the so-called black race because along with being black comes all kinds of limitations, all kinds of degeneracy, all kinds of these niggas want to act like white people because they put white people up on a pedestal because that's what happens when you become black. You want to put something which you consider to be higher on a pedestal above you, and that is what so-called black people have done with so-called white people. And that's why this is supposed this this program is supposed to be broken amongst our people. This whole black thing. But what, like I said, you you're right with that. I'll say that. Yeah, well, I appreciate it. I'm gonna keep listening. Oh. All right, brother. Thank you. All right. So yeah, we gotta be um, today especially because we have a whole new generation of children being born, and they need to be born in the reality of who we are. We got a lot of these black gatekeepers out here. A lot of these black gatekeepers out here, that's what your boule are. They're your black gatekeepers, you see, and they come in many different forms. They come in 
you know, your civil rights, your civil rights Negroes. They come as your Pan-African militant Negroes. They, they, that's, see, don't ever think the boule is a bunch of Uncle Tom ass-kissing coons, even though at the core of the foundation of what they are, that's what they are. But you got some militant boule Negroes. You got militant boule Negroes, militant pro-black boule Negroes. <coughs> what do you think Jim Brown was or is? Talk all this pan African pro black black power stuff. These are a bunch of boule Negroes, man. You see, they control, they they go the whole gamut, all that black power talk, all that black revolutionary talk. All that's nothing but a bunch of boule talk, man. They, they the boule, they'll have these, they'll have the Uncle Toms that straight up kissing white people's asses. Then you have the uh, the LF, uh, black and white. Black man, is it the black? You got those kind too, man. You got different ranges of boule Negroes. These, but they all acknowledge that they are going to bow down as black people. That they're going to guide us in this state of blackness, this state of darkness, this state of ignorance. They're going to keep on telling our people that we came from someplace else on slave ships, a hundred million of us locked in chains, and all this like that coon Spike Lee, like uh, 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 Spike, like Spook Lee. He, uh, you know, when he get that whole uh, um, uh, um, thing in Malcolm X, and he got this uh, uh, Ozzy Davis reading this nonsense about how our people came. Oh no, the guy in Malcolm X, he said, uh, the actor uh, brother Bane talking about. Our people was locked. A hundred million black people was brought over here to the shores of North America and slaves. That's the guy said in, the, in the, um, Malcolm X movie. A hundred million black people was brought, so-called black people was brought here in, in chains and slave ships. Yeah, okay. What, whose history is that? What history are they talking about? What history is people like Spook Lee and them talking about? Another boule Negro, a black person. Isn't it a shadow of one, uh, uh, really uh, uh, nothing but a uh, a black shadow, you know? Because a lot of these black people, they really want to be white people. And if you're pro-black, you're really pro-white. You can't be one without the other. You see, because a lot of these pro-blacks, they want to be, or they want the right to be, again, Caucasians in this society. You see, they want to be dark-skinned Caucasians. And that's really what they are as black people, because that's what black pe- that's what black represents. Black represents the opposite side of white. That's what black represents. Black represents the opposite or opposing side or supposedly opposing side to white. But when I say when I use the term, remember I said the term against means together. Remember when I did that and I showed you in class when I made the analogy and I showed you uh, uh, the example of against meaning together. When I say if I tell you to get up against the wall, that means you have now become one with the wall. So against means together. Against means together. So when you see these people pushing, when just by virtue of the fact that you say black, automatically you're going to think white being against it. So this is meant to be like this. This is really showing you that black and white are really together instead of against each other. You see, and this is how the powers that be wanted to be. And this is how these Negroes who are their boule bootlicking servants wanted to be too. Don't think that, like I said, the people who are not part of this thing, like I said, aren't, aren't a part of this thing. Because anybody's still pushing this black nonsense to our people, then you part of the, you part of the problem. Man. Being black is the biggest problem that our people have had in this society. This whole black thing, and like I said, this is why for the longest time our people in the early and go back and look, look up uh, um, how 
that was forced on our people, that terminology of black and African-American that the white man was conjuring up, how that terminology was forced on our people in the census in the early 20th century, how they forced that terminology on our people, calling our people black and, and uh, African and Negro and all this other garbage that the white man was making up. Basically, to cut our ties to the true, uh, uh, the true owners of this land, to cut our ties to any link to this land cut our history to any link to this land because that was the whole point of telling us that we were black people and that we came from some place in Africa. We came from a whole other um, place. That was really to cut our link to this land, cut our connection to this land, which goes back thousands of years, not hundreds of years, thousands of years. Like I said, when I showed you that documentary, when they, when the white man was being, sometimes you'll catch some of them telling, telling on themselves and they tell the truth. They'll tell you that this land was developed and this land was way, you know, more developed than what they try to act like it was before the white man got here. They try to make it seem like, oh, it wasn't nothing here. It's when the white man came and he started transforming everything and making everything. Only thing he brought here was a was a was a Caucasian government. That's all he brought here. He brought a Caucasian government and guns here. That's all he brought. But there was already trade going on. There was already farmland things being worked here. Like I said, what hurt our people is that they didn't have a collective government. A, uh, they were still operating in tribes and different groups and things like that, basically operating as a divided people, you see. And the so-called white men saw that our people were operating in tribes and division. You know, from he, he came here and saw our people doing that. That's why when he came and got his, his government together, his United States of America, one of the things that he decided they had to constantly impress upon their people is divided we stand, united we stand, divided we fall. You see, united we stand, divided we fall. Indivisible. You see, they say that uh, our pledge allegiance to the flag, to the United States of America, and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, meaning not not to be divided, indivisible, right? That's what he said. That's what he said because he was looking at our people and seeing that how they were able to come in and take this take this land from our people, take and take hold of and take claim of this land from our people. Because our people were divided. There was no standing government here. That was the problem. That's how the white man was able to slither in here, to come up in here and befriend everybody like he do. Like I show you how he do when it comes to gentrification. What did the white man do? He comes into your so-called black neighborhood because you ain't got no black community. He comes into your black neighborhood, right? And he comes moving in the building. Of course, you niggas are going to rent the apartments to him because he he, he willing to pay $2,000 a month for rent, $3,000 a month for rent to live in that area, which ain't nothing to him because he probably just come out of Manhattan and they got good jobs and whatnot. But see, they got a plan. They're only going to pay that for a while. Eventually, they're trying to figure out how to get you out of your building. Eventually, they're trying to figure out how to bring more of them here, get more of them rented up in the area. Eventually, start buying up brown stuff. They got a plan. They don't never just come here without a long, long-range plan. They figuring out how to take over your neighborhood. That's why when they come, what do I say? One thing white people do, they're very systematic. They're very structured and organized. So as soon as they hit the ground, they already starting to organize. That's why when they come to your neighborhood, one of the first things they're doing, they're forming block communities. They're forming block neighborhood watching block communities. Things you niggas don't even know about. They got it going amongst themselves, they, and they done made connections with the police department and everything else. And right around you, Negroes. See, that's what they do. 
they got these things. They bond little little clubs and little side places where they go and drink at. I've seen it happen right in my neighborhood. They walking all up and down your neighborhood. They taking over. That's what they did here in America. See, nothing changes. How you say the more things change, the more they remain the same. That's just what they did. That's all. They start forming little neighborhood watches, little groups. They basically start working together. And that's the strength and that's the strength and the backbone of their power. They're willing to come together and work. And thus they gave their term the name, their name white people. Because that term white people was meant to unite all European Caucasians together. So they were saying, look, no matter where you from, because at one point in time it was just the English that was considered white. It was the English that were just considered white people. Your Irish was not your Caucasian Irish was not considered white yet. They only considered your WASP, your white Anglo-Saxon Protestants, they only considered them white. You see? And everybody beneath them was white trash, meaning your Irish, your Italian, your Greeks, and everything else, they was trash. But then they start figuring, well, damn, we we can't be on this white Anglo, ain't enough of us, so we're going to have to incorporate these other Caucasian tribes into this into this thing that we're trying to build, this new society we're trying to take hold of here. So we just going to all have to come under one term, one one identity. That's where the term white comes from. That's where white comes from. You see, that's where that comes from. So keep that in mind. That's really what it term. White was a term that they used to unite them, to unify them. That's where the whole white thing really comes from. That's not making no description to their color because ain't nobody white and ain't nobody black. They just use that term white to unify Caucasian people. White is just a terminology to unify Caucasian people. Black is a terminology to divide bronze, copper-colored people. That's a terminology really to divide us. You know how you know that? Because if you notice, you start telling people that they're black, but what is black? Because then you start saying stupid stuff like, well, you ain't all the way black because you ain't real dark skin, so you a light skin black, or you you a brown skin black, you you this color black, you ain't that, you ain't really black. So that's really a terminology to divide our people, while white is a terminology to unite their people. You follow what I'm saying? What's the first thing niggas start doing once they come with this black thing? Oh, you ain't really black, you light skin. See, and they start they start that division. But see, when they was referring to us as copper-colored people, the copper-colored races, it wasn't no light-skinned, copper, dark skin. We was just copper-colored people, sepia-toned people. That's what we know ourselves as. We were basically more unified under that copper-colored thing. You see, we didn't, we wasn't unified under it because it wasn't no, ain't nobody black. So that's nothing but confusion. White make, strengthens them. It unites all the Caucasian tribes together. That's all white is. It's not, it has nothing to do with any physical description of these people because there's no such thing as white people. See, this is what y'all have to, I have to understand. They just use white to unify them. And they, and they had let everybody in gradually to be white. They had gotten their chance to be white because, like I said, with the time the Irish wasn't considered, they, they treated them like trash. The Italians, too. But they let them be white over time because that's how the white men do, the so-called Caucasians do. They let certain people in to be honorary whites for a certain amount of time to strengthen their number, like what they're about to do with the Chinese. They're about to make them honorary white people. Well, in fact, they really are white people here in America. The white man considers them white people in America, you see, whether y'all know it or not. The, the Asians are considered white in America. They, they're being given Caucasian status here, white status. 
So they'll go. They'll, they'll, they'll. That's why Joe Biden letting these Asians and all these people passing laws to protect these Asians. They doing all that because they trying to make them the new white people, the new buffer class white people, the new honorary Caucasian. To basically um, boost their numbers and make it seem like there's more white people here. But when they talk about white people, they're not talking about Caucasian, straight up Caucasian. They're talking about uh, Asians. They're talking about East Indians, which is all part of the human race. So now they're trying to incorporate everybody, East Indians, even though they dark skin. They're incorporating them into being white people. They're giving them Caucasian or white status. You see? Because they all they all part of the human race. They all carry the animal fur. So now the white man will take them and make them honorary white people. Just like he did the Irish, just like he did the Italians, it'll make them honorary white people just to boost their numbers, just to make it look like it's more of them than what it really is. Meanwhile, you niggas, y'all black. And one of the things they tell the newly, newly, uh, newly invited Caucasians, the newly invited white people who are going to be classified as white, oh, you know, y'all, you know, uh, you know, we don't deal with these blacks, right? The blacks, you know, the blacks are lower than us. Stay away from these blacks. They lower than us. And of course, if you want to go into their neighborhood and take over, of course you can do it. We'll help you with a with a loan or whatever. You can go right into their neighborhood and buy property, and we'll buy the property and let you get it for next to nothing, just so we can turn the neighborhood white. Like what they doing? That's what the uh, um, <laughs> that's what the elites did when they helped establish Caucasian people here in America. They set up business here in America, and they basically allow the United States a charter to set up a government here, a business charter, really, because that's all America is. They got a business charter for these Caucasians to set up business here in America. And once they set up business here in America and started trading here in America, that's what started. They started basically allowing America to come grow up as a country, which is really not, nothing but a subsidiary of England. America is nothing but a subsidiary of England. It's like all these countries are nothing but subsidiaries of a large corporation. And like I said, they have those who they deem to be undesirable and those who they consider to be desirable. They consider the white people, again, a terminology that was made for these Caucasians to unify them. So when you hear people like these talking about white supremacy, yeah, the only thing that's supreme is the fact that these people stick together. They have something to bond them together. See, black don't bond us together. Black separates us. Black separates us. And it was meant to separate us. Black was meant to separate us because when you think black, you think darkness. And when you think darkness, you think absent of light. And when you think absent of light, you think uh, the ability not to see or sense anything greater. When you are in a state of darkness or in a state of blackness, you have an inability to see beyond that state of darkness. You can't see into the light or see through the light. You can't. Because here it is, why is it that I got to go so hard and explain to our people why we're not black people? You still got so-called, quote-unquote, black people who can't separate their mind from that or break out of that whole black mentality. They can't understand that the reason why they think like they think in a limited mind frame is because of this program of blackness, this black programming. Because if you listen to these people, like I said, you listen to the people who are supposed to be pro-black. Notice the people that are pro-black. Everything that they say about black people is based in limitations. Everything they say about black people is based in limitations. 
Oh, you know, we can only get so far within the system of white supremacy. Oh, you know, we can only do but so much within the system of white supremacy. You know, we black, and this is why we need to have, you know, they supposed to do this for us, and they supposed to do that for us. And, you know, because we black, we need this hand, and we have to get this, and we need this, and we need that. This is what they keep telling us. So every time I hear black, I think the first thing I'm programmed to think is uh, um, it's unable to collectively work together. Um, I think difficult. I think uh, uh, disagreeable. Ignorant. That's what I hear when I hear black. Because you have so many ignorant, disagreeable uh, 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 people that are representing so-called black. That this is what it means to be black. You got too many people who are telling us what it means to be black, and it's people that's not even so-called quote-unquote black. You see, that was a program that started in the early 20th century when they started making those films about quote-unquote black people. Those were really training films. Those were training films. Those were not meant to be films of entertainment. They were training films. Yeah, you got entertained, but it was really meant to just program people about this new identity of people called black people who are actually formerly known as the copper-colored people, you know, the ones you said that were the first Americans. Now you're trying to act like these are not the so-called black people, you're, the people you're currently calling black people. This, you want to try to act like this, this wasn't who you were talking about in the description of who the real Americans are, who the first and the native, real Native Americans are here, you see. So it's a lot of lies going on here. It's a lot of deception going on here. Uh, it's not just the so-called white man that's doing it. It is not him, not by a long shot. He always got some kind of help. He always got the help. You know, niggas that are willing to get behind him and push his agenda for a fistful of dollars and a few coins. We'll be right back. You've changed. That sparkle in your eye has gone. Your smile is just a careless young. You're breaking my heart.
you know, you use that. Like I said, they didn't call us brown people, the brown-skinned people. They could have used anything. They could have said the red-skinned people. They could have said anything, the brown-skinned people. No, they said the copper-colored races, the so-called Indian, so-called Indians, which are nothing but Asians, who have never been called that. And like I said, they were using that terminology back then of Indian, American Indian, or things like that. Why didn't they say that then in the description of what an American is? Why didn't they say that? I told you, these people, these Caucasians, they know certain terminology. They know what certain terminologies apply to certain people and what don't apply to certain people. That's why they never changed that. That is an original description of the first Americans, the native, the real indigenous Americans here. And they're basically telling you it is the people who are falsely being called black today. Something that was conjured up. Something that was cooked up at the beginning of the 20th century you see because at one point they was referring to us again as colored people we don't got we don't obviously come down from copper colored people to colored people the white man took the copper part off you see he took the copper part off see this was all done over time gradually like i said they were referring to us as those copper colored people copper colored skin or copper colored people because like i said they made references there. This is their description of us, of what they really saw. They didn't see any black people here. They saw copper-colored people here, which is our skin tone still to this day. So they saw copper-colored people here and just made the description of what they saw with woolly hair, with woolly hair. So they were putting down and writing the description, also terminology like tawny, and um, there's other terminology they use, swats or a tawny, they, I forget what the term is. There was different terminology they would use for brown, reddish brown, tawny, things like that. So they were using these terminologies in description of our people. And they were making these descriptions, uh, or not just here in America, but here, in, but in Europe and other places where our people were. We were all over the planet. See, contrary to what a lot of people think, our people were all over the planet, man, for the most part, because we traveled everywhere. And we were known as those copper-colored people, you see, with the woolly hair. Not to be confused with the tribal Africans, where they try to say we came from. Again, that whole idea of us being tribal Africans, that's because, like I said, when they stopped the slave trade in 1808 into this country, and they stopped bringing those Africans here, because that's why, if you notice, you don't really see, you see certain, you don't see, so-called Africans that look like Manute Bowl or Dikembe Mutombo or the Africans. I'm, I'm, I'm describing basketball players like Alec Weck, the model. You don't see those type of black people over here. You know, you know the African tribal Africans when you see them. You, there's a reason why we all have a certain look being over here. They brought those tribal Africans over here early, and they found out that wasn't a good idea, so they stopped that immediately. Some of them stayed over here mixed in with our people, but like I said, the mass majority of Slaves came from this country right here in America who were kidnapped. You see, they kidnapped the copper-colored races of people and had them on sex farms and were molesting these people and raping these people and had them producing children. They had bucks. That's where the whole 20 bucks come from. I give you 20 bucks. You owe me 30 bucks. They would send so-called black men to these sex farms with these uh, these so-called black men or these bronze or these copper-colored men to these farms where these copper-colored women were, 
and they would just basically have sex with them and impregnate them and make babies, and then those babies became that became your slave population all throughout the next hundred years in the uh, uh, of the slave trade. That's what became of your people owned in the slavery. That's where the huge bulk of your slave uh, uh, labor came from, or the narrative of slavery come from. A lot of these people who were born into slavery were born on sex plantations. Because that's for the most part with a lot of these plantations where they served as um, places where you had bucks go to have sex with the women and impregnate them, and then they would send those bucks elsewhere because they were making slaves. That's what slavery started. All that, all that nonsense about them bringing black people over here, that's a load of bullshit. It's a load of bullshit. They made slaves here in this country. They kidnapped people. They, they, they forced people. They got people, men to go from this plantation, that plantation, impregnating women. Who they kidnapped. Children. This is what they did. At gunpoint, together in groups, taking your children. Like what they do today. They, have, they just call it an adoption agency. Or DCS or diapers or whatever these agencies are where they basically take your children because they see the beast, they do the same thing they always do. They just give it different names. They take your children. They got agencies that do that now, and they claim they're doing it for the welfare of your children. But then they'll take your children, put them in foster care if your child fall out, hurt themselves or something, and they, they don't feel you explaining enough as to why your child fell out and hurt themselves. First thing they do, they snatch your child out of the home, taking them and putting them in, some, um, in somebody else's house where you don't know who the hell they're going to. <laughs> These people are being paid to house your children. You don't know what they're doing to your children. They got strangers. They're basically putting your children with strangers. That's what they're doing. They're putting your children with strangers. Don't know who's touching your children, what they're doing, but yet they, this is a system. That's what they basically did in kidnapping your people, taking children, putting them with strangers, touching your children, your children being raped, things like that, like what you're seeing today. Um, some LGBT men, uh, uh, Caucasian men, adopt uh, little black babies, little boys, stuff like that. You see, and, and like I said, a lot, of, a lot of you Negroes, y'all go for that. A lot of you go for that today. A lot of you in that spirit of black people. Like I said, I'm gonna just say it like this: a lot of you have unfortunately become black people. You have unfortunately become Negroes, meaning dead black people, people who are mentally dead, people who are in darkness, man. Like I said, we knew ourselves as sepia tone. I was watching a movie. Uh, it was supposed. It was actually a documentary on the Nation of Islam and the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. And this documentary, in the beginning of the documentary, the guy who's narrating said, "Yeah, see, our people, because they was, you know, they narrating, you know, um, the start of the Nation of Islam. It was a good documentary for the most part. But the guy who was narrating, he was off as hell. He goes, "Yeah, you know, when our people was in the state of not knowing who they was." We wouldn't refer to ourselves as black people. We set up. We called ourselves sepia. We called ourselves copper, 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 copper tone, copper skin sepia. But because we was ashamed that we were black. What? 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 No. We didn't call ourselves black because we're not black. Our skin is not black. That's why we didn't call ourselves black. But they see how again. That's what the gaslighting thing. The white man will make you seem like, because he'll use these Negroes to gaslight you. If you want to say gaslighting, where they basically uh, uh, force something on you, get you to believe in something with, you know, against your will, and they, as an opposite, like they'll say, for example, if you 
reject the whole stance of homosexuality and lesbianism. They'll say you're homophobic. You got a problem with gay people just because you disagree with that, um, with the lifestyle and, and the terminology and all this stuff. Just because you disagree with it, they'll say you homophobic. Okay, so if you if you saying, oh, I'm not a black person. I'm bronze skin. I'm sepia tone. I'm co- I'm I'm, co- I'm copper colored. Oh, see. You you don't want to be black. You hate being black, brother. That's why you want to call yourself these things, copper, secret. No, nigga, I'm calling myself that because that's what my skin complexion is. Something wrong with you. You see how they teach these pro-blacks to gaslight you? A lot of these pan-African niggas, they're on that gaslighting. They're heavy on the gaslighting. Because if you notice, well, a lot of these pan-Africans, if you notice with a lot of these pan-Africans, a lot of these niggas, take psycho- psychology classes. Umar Johnson, a lot of them take psychology classes. A lot of them learn how to uh, 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 play with your mind. You see, a lot of them know how to do that. They learn that good from the so-called white man. They know how to play with your mind, get you to believe certain things, know how to sell it to you a certain way. Like they sell blackness to our people. They sold being black to our people. Say it loud. I'm black and I'm proud. You think James Brown... You think James Brown really wanted to do that? You think James Brown really wanted to do Say It Loud, I'm Black, I'm Black, and I'm Proud? That was a program song, to be honest with you. Because notice when that song came out. Notice when it came out. That's around the same time they started pushing that whole Kwanzaa thing. And the guy, what's the guy, uh, uh, what's the guy's name who came with the Kwanzaa crap? What's the guy? And they showed you who was behind Kwanzaa because they showed you the damn black and red and green candelabra. So that tells you who was behind the so-called red, black, and green uh, 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 Pan-African thing, so-called Jews. They was behind that. They the ones that control that, which I'm going to go deeper into in another broadcast. You see, they the ones that control all of that. You know, those are the ones who, would have, who was the head of the uh, NAACP and the Urban League, the so-called Jews who control your black organization. They the head of your black organization. So that tells you who controls this whole black thing. This whole African-American thing. You think Jesse Jackass came up with that on his own? Because they tell you uh, African-Americans, the terminology that come from Jesse Jackson, he started saying that. You think he really started saying that? Did somebody tell him that that's what you're going to tell your people that they're going to be? You're going to tell your people that they're African-Americans, Jesse. You're going to tell your people that they're African-Americans, Jesse, nigga, black man. And he did. He did. You you gonna tell your people that you come that they come from Africa on slave ships, Alex Haley. We're gonna give you a million millions of dollars to produce a lie called Roots, in which we're gonna tell this lie about some character you make that you stole from out of some white man's book, uh, 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 um, the African, some Kunta Kente character. We're going, we're going, we're going, we're going to just go ahead and pay that guy off, and we're going to keep roots going just so we can hide that little thing so that nobody don't know that that whole story of our, this African slave trade is a load of bullshit. Just like that. They don't really want you to know how the slave uh, system was built up here, that it was built up on thievery, that it was built up on murder, that it was built up on kidnapping, that it was built up on a bunch of people who not just not only white but so-called black that was helping these Caucasians put our people in slavery, the copper-colored races of our people. 
because you always had blacks. You always had niggas amongst our people that was willing to help the beast, man. You always had niggas that were willing to serve him and work with him to keep our people out of alignment to who they really are. And that's still happening today, as you can see. The very people that's out here pushing this pan-African thing, just look at the people. Just pushing this whole back to Africa, we African, Wakanda, and all that BS. Niggas, niggas wearing dashiki. Remember that? Remember they had Beyonce with a dashiki on? Give me a break, man. We'll be right back. <laughs>
to mark us as black, to mark us as black people. That tells you something. That tells you something. To mark us as black people tells you something about us, what it's trying to convey about our people. It's trying to convey that we are supposed to be seen as those who are in darkness, those who are in ignorance, those who are in a state of disarray, degeneracy. This is what it's saying. This is what it's trying to convey to our people. This is what they want to convey to our people, that this is how we're supposed to see ourselves, you know. And you're being told to basically see yourselves this way. You're being told to look at yourselves this way, that you should see yourself beneath white people. As black people, you should see yourself beneath white people. We're looking at the natives of this land, the original natives of this land, who are being told that we came from someplace else. We got these Caucasian white people telling us to go back to Africa. They're telling us to go back to Africa where we came from, right? This is how they get entitled, you see, because we don't know who we are. You're going to eventually start having white people in these black neighborhoods telling you so-called black people, you niggas need to go back to Africa. They're going to start telling you that in your neighborhoods. When they came in first trying to gentrify your neighborhoods, they'll turn right around and tell you, you niggas need to go back to Africa not knowing that we never was in Africa, that this is our country and that they need to go back to Europe and go back to the caves where they came from. They need to find their origins back in the caves of Europe where they came from. They need to go back to the caves of the Caucasus Mountains where they really come from, which was nothing but laboratories for these humans, these caves, you see. And they want to act as though, and a lot of y'all sit up here and believe this nonsense because a lot of the black gatekeepers, they got you believing that you came over here on slave ships. See, the black gatekeepers know the history, the real black gatekeepers. They know the history of our people. That's how they're able to work with the white man to conceal our history. You see, they back, they're here, the blacks are here to back up the whites. The blacks, like I said, you can clearly see this, that the so-called blacks are here to back up the whites. The so-called blacks are here to basically back the play of the whites. They're the ones who will sit in politics and political office and form a so-called black uh, uh, congressional, whatever, national black caucus or whatever, and basically do nothing for you so-called black people. They'll be the same ones who teach you about following and worshiping white Jesus. They'll be the ones to tell you that it's nothing wrong with LGBT or that we should fall in lockstep and call, um, getting to binary descriptions and whatnot. Basically, any nonsense that comes from the white man, any kind of foolishness and stupidity and confusion that they want to promote, black people will be there to push it to us, their fellow so-called, quote-unquote, black people. That's how this whole black thing is still making its way around the minds of our people because you got niggas who are willing to push this black poison to our people, this we black people, we pan-African, we come from Africa garbage, this out-of-Africa garbage. And what happens? A whole heap of our history, a whole heap of our history is left to be divided up by these damn Mexicans, to be divided up by these so-called uh, 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 
Latins or whoever the hell else who want to claim that they, oh, oh, no, see, we related to the Mayans. Oh, no, no, see, no, we related to the Aztecs. Oh, no, see, we related to the, uh, the, uh, the old Mex. Here it is. They so, they so thirsty, these goddamn Mexicans. They're so thirsty for an identity. They're in league with the so-called white men that they're trying to take our identity. They're going to say that those broad noses and thick lips are their people. And then when they showed the uh, image of the Ormuk with the helmet off, you've seen the Afro here. They're going to still say that ain't our people. They're going to still say that's not our people. You see? Those broad noses, those thick lips that they made fun of, say, oh, you niggas got big noses and big lips. Now we say, yeah, there they go right there. The first um, um, foundation of this society, oh, no, that ain't you. That's somebody else. That's Mexicans. But you didn't say the Mexican has big noses and big lips. You said so-called black people did. Now, all of a sudden, when it comes to now that those big lips and big noses are found on the statues of the people who found these societies, all of a sudden, oh, that ain't y'all now. That ain't y'all now. When it's about dis- um, when it's about disrespecting our people and making fun of our people's features, then, oh, you niggas got them big noses and big lips and whatnot. Then when you see them on the statues of the founding fathers, the real founding fathers of this society, oh, that's not you so-called blacks. That's Mexicans. You see, that ain't you. Or when you create something in this society, oh, you know, oh, uh, um, yeah, when you, you know, you do something bad, oh, that's black people. You see these black people, these African-Americans, they did this. But then when you do something that's good, here's some technology, oh, that's when they don't, they, that's when you American. That's when, you know, they use your white Caucasian name. That way it gets lost in history because when you hear the name of these inventors, a lot of these inventors, you won't think, oh, you know, they 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 got the same name as Caucasian, so-called white, you'll just naturally think these are white people. They're not going to tell you that they're African-American. They'll just say they're American. You see? Or they'll just say the name and that's it. That's how they hide things from you. You see? That's these niggas, they, like I told you, they are always in line to help the so-called white man. They are always in line to help these black males and black females that's their job. They are here to help the Caucasians, the white man, stay in power. So when they're telling you about, you know, or they call themselves so-called exposing the white man and whatnot, listen, man, they're not exposing anything. They're just basically letting you know how these people get down, how this thing is going to run, and you're going to have to accept it. That's really what they're telling you. They ain't got no solution to white supremacy. So if you ain't got no solution to white supremacy, then what the hell are you niggas talking about it for? Stop calling people sticking together something supreme, something that all people could do. See, but we can't do that as long as you black gatekeepers are in the way. As long as you black gatekeepers are in the way that keep telling us this bullshit about us being uh, 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 blacks and we come from Africa and, you know, we we ain't from America and all this other lies like you tell us, Umar. So what you, I want Umar Johnson to say our people didn't come out of America, that we wasn't we, – we not – I want to hear – I want. I would love to hear somebody ask you, Umar Johnson, are our people the Olmecs, Aztec, the Inca, and the Mayan of this, of this society, the Mesoamerican? I love to hear what he would have to say. I would love that. Tariq Nasheed, you wasn't saying that before. You were saying our people came in 1526. Then you start dialing it back to, well, really, you know, there's history that suggests that our people was the first here. What are you talking about? That's that's not even nothing that you really. That's not even nothing that deep. You just gotta look a little bit. A lot of these guys, y'all stopped at this whole 
Indian thing, and y'all want to put straight hair wigs on these damn on so-called black people and say, see, you, that's what we were. No, man, we go back before the so-called Indians here, the mixed-race Indians. We go back way before them. To the beginning of this society, we go back for the before anybody walked this land, we walked this land. Y'all won't say that, man. You see, because if they say that, then they're going against their uh, boule scholarship. They're going against their boule. Because like I said, you could tell the true characteristics of a boule Negro or wannabe boule Negro because they love, at one point, they're talking out the side of their face. One minute they're talking about uh, black people and the suffering of black people. Next minute they're talking about the education they received at the hands of the white man. they proud of that. And they and they have been deemed as a, 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 a prominent black people, prominent African Americans. You see, black people, you blacks, you blacks, like Joe Biden said, you blacks, you blackies, you darkies, you niggas. You see, and then they want to act like they don't really talk like that, the so-called white men. See, because they want to hide their hand. They throw a rock and hide their hand that this is exactly how they feel about you. They need a, uh, they need an underclass. See, white people will always need an underclass to make themselves feel secure. You see, white people, Caucasians in this society will always need an underclass, a subclass to make themselves feel secure. So they have, by proxy, made you so-called black people. They have made the copper-colored races, the original free copper-colored races, their permanent, or they're trying to make us their permanent black underclass. That's all they did. They, they decided to make the copper-colored races, the real natives of this society, the real Americans, the only real Americans, the only Native Americans here, they decided to make us their permanent black underclass. You see, because we are the only real Native Americans in this society. Everybody else came from someplace else. We didn't. We were always here. So the first people on the land are the indigenous people of this land. But like I said, go ask people like Umar Johnson. I bet you all these Pan-Africanists will disagree. They'll fight against it. Oh, brother, you know, where you getting this from? No, because no, nigga, we didn't have your, your, uh, uh, your black education. We didn't have your black, your lack, you know, so your B-lack education. We didn't have your colored education, your black uh, African-American studies that was put into your schools by the white man for you simple-ass Negroes to study. Oh, uh, what's, the, what's the curriculum? Frederick Douglass, uh, 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 Marcus Garvey. Uh, uh, well, they ain't really used Garvey too much because I guess he was too militant for them. But see, Garvey was along with the program too, man. Anybody that was out here telling our people that we wasn't natives of this land, man, they were complicit in the destruction, the mental destruction of our people, and they still complicit in that today. Anybody who's not who's gonna you know keep pushing this fake African connection and not speak about the real connection of our people to our ancient ancestors here, the Aztec, the Inca, the Mayan, the Olmecs, these are our ancestors, not no Africans from some Africa, some tribal African village somewhere, or these silly-ass Negroes walking around like Umar wearing a damn dashiki, something that basically a lot of these dashikis is made right in damn Japan and Korea and Europe someplace. A lot of these, these fake uh, uh, Pan-African, because that's nothing but a bunch of Pan-African. That's these Negroes' Pan-African costume. Everybody's a Pan-African, but they ain't got no African names. Umar Johnson, he got a Muslim name. He got an a, a, a English name. 
Then he want to flip it up and be like, oh, you know, uh, uh, he gave him stuff a little African name and whatnot. Just to, but he ain't gonna legally change it though. Umar, ooh, ooh, something, oh, something, whatever. You see, we're supposed to throw away a whole history in this because, see, let me tell you something. Our history of slavery in this land is very short compared to our history as free people and the first people that started civilization going. Our history as free people who were the first society and land builders, the first people to get this society going, is far more longer, much greater, much longer than some 200 years of slavery or, you know, 150, 200, whatever. And everybody here wasn't slaves. You see, they want to keep pushing that whole slave, and that's another thing a lot of these boule niggas do. They want to keep pushing the slave narrative, the slave ship story that we all got here on slave ships. <clears throat> they want to keep pushing the slave ship of the white man. That's his slave ship doctrine. You see, he had to develop the slave ship doctrine because everybody naturally started asking, well, if black people were slaves, where was they, where did, where, you know, where did they get enslaved? Where did they come from? They, you know, how did they come to be slaves? So, of course, he can say, oh, well, they were the original Americans, the original natives here, and we just enslaved the original natives that was here and made them forced them to work for us, which is what they really did. No, see, we brought them from someplace, and see, what happened was some African chiefs were put them, sold them to us and gave them to us, and, you know, they got them out of there, and they, we brought them here and put them to work. So they'll start telling the lie. That's when the lies start kicking in, and then of course you get these boule black people who are there, who are uh, who are their bootlicks and lackeys who turn around and say, "Yeah, that's right. That's what happened. That's what right. That's what happened." You know, oh, they we came from Africa. Yeah, they brought us on the slave ships, and all you got all the slave, where all the slave ships at? Where they at? Whatever. Bunch of lies. Bunch of lies. Now reality is being exposed. So let me go ahead and read these questions for you out of here. What does from copper colored to colored to black really mean? That means that originally our people were sold as copper colored people. Factually, as in the description of the Merriam-Webster 1828 definition of what the real American is, what American really is. The description of a real American is describing our people. It is not describing those so-called Indians. Because if they were describing Indians, they would have said Indians. Everybody knew what that terminology. Indians have never been called copper-colored people. That's a lie. They were making description of our people. So eventually over time, as we started being converted over into black people, they went from calling us copper-colored people, which is also what we called our people, copper, sepia. We, they went from calling us that to we took the copper off. Now they just colored people. Now they just colored. And there ain't no copper. We're taking the copper off. And then they just colored. Yeah, then they that's when the white came and then it was white and colored. But then it was like, okay, well, that's not much of a dynamic. We need a permanent bottom class. We need a permanent bottom class to make us seem like we the top class. So we're gonna create black and white. And we'll call these Negroes black. And everybody else who's not them is white. That's it. Yeah, that's it. They're they're gonna be the permanent underclass, the black people, the Negroes. That came from Africa, and they, they passed it down to their boule, bootlick, uh, 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 lackeys, and the HBCUs, and all the mulatto heads, and then they start letting some dark skinned ones be down, and then that's how we got started. Get that tell out to your people, push that out to you. They're, they're black now. Black, and I'm proud. I'm, yeah, they're black now. Push that out to your people. They're black. No more of this copper colored stuff. No more of this, you were the first American. No more of this secret. We're getting rid of all that. 
And anybody that don't go out there, they're going to be put in jail or going to get a visit from a mob of Caucasians who pushing that bullshit to our people. Who was, who was describing this? The so-called white man was describing this as copper-colored people. That was their description, and we was referring to ourselves as that. Why were we described as that this way? Because this is the color of our skin, copper-colored, bronze-colored, not brown, not black, but copper, bronze. We have the skin of a look of natural uh, uh, um, uh, uh, precious metal. We have that look of the copper. Right? What was behind these false identities? Basically trying to subjugate us under Caucasian people, under white people. That's all that was about. They needed a bottom so that they can stand on our backs as their foundation. So they had to force us to be black people. And like I said, a lot of so-called um, uh, boule Negroes, bootlicks, say, I'll help you with that, boss, like they always do. What does this reality uh, what does the what does tell the reality of our people? What does it mean in the reality of the evolution of our people and the growth of our people? It means everything because now we know what we're really looking at and who we really are going forward. And that's it. We're going to close out in the name of Amen by the power of Amen and Amen we trust and Amen we think and Amen we continue forward forever. I am the intellectual Nubian Minkares. This has been Mentelect Radio. I'll see you guys back here tomorrow night at 10. Good night.
Would you like him to let me shine a star for you to see? Would you like?